0: The FT. Hello, and welcome to Hard Currency, the FT's forex podcast, taking a hard look at what's driving the world's largest financial market. I'm Delphine Strauss, the FT's currencies correspondent, and I'm joined today by Tom Levinson, chief strategist for foreign currency and rates at Spurbank CIB. We're going to focus today on the ruble, which has lost more than a quarter of its value against the dollar this year, reflecting the effects of sanctions and low no oil prices on an economy that was already weakening. It's now sliding to fresh lows against the dollar and euro after Russia's central bank announced what is effectively a free float of the currency. It's scrapped a policy that led it to spend almost $30 billion supporting the currency in October alone. And it's now going to limit daily interventions to a more modest $350 million, although it still has discretion to conduct much bigger interventions if it thinks there's a threat to financial stability. Tom, can you explain the rationale behind this change and then how much is it going to help?
1: Sure. Well, I think in the first instance, we have to say that the move yesterday to effectively a freely floating currency is really just an acceleration towards what they had already planned for the 1st of January next year. That was always the deadline for them to move the ruble to a freely floating currency. And I think they've decided to move earlier than that, primarily because they've been burning through such large amounts of FX reserves. And as you mentioned, about $30 billion or so over the last month or so. So really, this is just moving towards where they already wanted to be, but two months earlier.
0: Of course, the big question now is whether the central bank is really going to let the currency find its own level or whether it's poised to begin much bigger and less predictable interventions that would be more effective. How much do you think the central bank is worried about depreciation?
1: I think they are concerned. I think primarily there is a concern that the general population will begin to panic and wish to convert their local currency, ruble holdings, into dollars we've already seen evidence of that that was first of all seen back in february or march when the ukrainian crisis first began but again there's been a reacceleration in that trading of selling rubles by us dollars over the last few weeks or so so i think the central bank is particularly cautious of that process continuing but i think in general they're comfortable with a weaker ruble so long as that compensates for the lower oil price because if you think about it A stronger dollar against the ruble allows Russia to convert its oil earnings into rubles and get more rubles for every dollar. So in some ways it's offset, but I think they'll be watching very closely the behavior of the local population.
0: And there is also the impact on inflation, isn't there? Or is that something they are a bit less fussed about?
1: Well, I think like uh, any central bank, particularly the Central Bank of Russia, which is trying to move from being an exchange rate targeting central bank to an inflation rate, targeting central bank they are of course watching price trends ever more closely but i think at the moment they probably accept that they are in the midst of a crisis they can't manage everything and a lot of the inflation that we're seeing at the moment in russia is down to factors that are out of the central bank's control so for example uh, we think about the uh, the food sanctions the import bans this is leading to increases in uh, imported prices and they are simply factors that the central bank can't manage in terms of its interest rate policy.
0: So how cautious are traders at the moment? Do they really believe that the central bank is out of the market for now? And how far are they willing to test that?
1: I think the market is now very cautious, although I have to say that we've been seeing the ruble uh, continue to decline over the course of the last 24 hours. I think what the central bank have done is they've reintroduced two-way risk into the ruble market. Beforehand, I think everyone's very comfortable, including speculators, that the ruble was going to continue to decline. But now the central bank have not only moved for a freely floating currency, but as a caveat to that, they've said that if financial stability is under threat, they could intervene at any time uh, in irregular amounts, maybe 5 to $10 billion. And that would really drive the ruble sharply stronger. So I think we're, getting, we're in a period now where volatility will pick up even more. And maybe the market is going to be a little bit more cautious about driving the ruble weaker for fear that the central bank may indeed intervene at no notice and in huge amounts.
0: Is there still scope for speculation?
1: There is, but I believe that the speculative community, if you like, will probably be lighter in their positioning and, as I say, prepared for swift reversals in price trends. But as far as I am concerned, the ruble downtrend has not necessarily ceased because of the move by the central bank yesterday. I think, in essence, we need either the oil price to either start to recover, or perhaps some sort of credible good news to latch onto in terms of the crisis in Ukraine before the ruble can start to recover. Yes, it's cheap and it's probably undervalued, it's probably overshot its fair value, but right now there's still precious few reasons to be buying the ruble, in my opinion.
0: One other factor putting pressure on the ruble recently has been the shortage of dollar liquidity, a particular problem for Russian companies that need to repay foreign currency debts. The central bank has announced some more changes to its repo auctions, saying that it will make funds available at a lower cost and a longer maturity than they were doing already. Do you think that's enough to calm the concern?
1: Well, the facilities on offer now provided by the central bank for, as you say, international companies to access dollars, they are now more attractive. When they were initially launched several weeks ago, they were not attractive. And consequently, Russian companies did not tap these facilities at all. Now, if we go back, the reason why there is such a shortage of dollars is because a lot of the large Russian companies have foreign debt, primarily U.S. dollar obligations, that they need to repay over the course of the next 12 to 18 months. At the moment, they can't really roll over those debts because of international sanctions preventing many Russian companies from raising foreign finance. So they're in a position right now where they need to scramble for the dollars to repay these obligations. And I think the latest move yesterday for example, these foreign exchange repo offerings for US dollars over the course of one year, they're now much more attractive in terms of the way they're priced and in terms of the length of the tenor. So the first one is probably going to be launched next week, and we wait to see whether that will be tapped. But certainly I think there is a a decent chance that Russian companies will now be looking to borrow dollars from the central bank through these facilities.
0: Thanks. Finally, let's look at the potential effects on the currencies of neighbouring countries in Central and Eastern Europe. They're already under a fair bit of pressure from the downturn in the eurozone, hitting their economies, and from the general pressure of a rising dollar on emerging markets. Do you expect knock-on effects from the change in policy on the ruble, or is that only to the extent that these countries are exposed to the downturn in the Russian economy?
1: Yeah, I think the channel through which other Central European countries will be impacted is not so much through the central bank of Russia's policy on the ruble, I don't think a a move to a freely floating currency early particularly impacts central European effects. But I, I would say that generally central European economies are sandwiched between Western Europe and Russia in terms of these are the countries they rely upon for growth going forward. So with the eurozone growth momentum slowing, possibly even towards recession, I know Germany, for example, has been slowing very sharply over the last few months that put together with the fact that the Russian economy has also slowed sharply over the course of this year and doesn't look too great as far as 2015 is concerned I think that's probably the main concern for central European economies that their main sources of economic growth are looking pretty ropey right now.
0: Tom Levinson at Spurbank thank you very much that's it from us this week. Hard Currency will be back next week but until then you can read up-to-date FX news and analysis on our website ft.com forward slash FX. Goodbye.
1: For more downloads, go to ft.com forward slash podcasts. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time.